You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, sponsored by Franklin Professional Associates, excellence in staffing and recruiting, and supported by regional leaders like Rollstone Bank and Trust, where you matter most. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Cond and Kat Deal. And Kat, where are we today and who are we speaking with? Well, we're back on the road today and we're over at 52 Mechanic Street in Lemonster at Ginny's Helping Hands and Food Pantry. And we are with Brandon Robbins. And in this role, you are the executive director. Thank you guys so much for coming to visit me today. No, Happy thank you. Happy to be you. here, yeah. And there's so much work going on around us, which, you know, the work never stops and we in no way want to stop the work. Um, but I just want to jump in a little bit because it's all happening around us. Can we just talk a little bit about the history and the organization and the mission? Because what's happening around us right now is a really big part of that mission. As many people know, Ginny's has been in the community and been working for for a long time. Uh, This is actually our 45th year, and I'm hoping we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but we're going to be celebrating that in a big way. Um, But Ginny White started the organization pretty much where we're located today. Um, She noticed that in Lemonster, there was really a need for, for clothing for homeless people, and that's how she got it started. She started taking in donations uh, and giving them out to the homeless. Doing that, she realized, oh, these people also really need food. So she started serving 13 families every single month and providing them with the food that they need. Uh, that was in the, the late 70s, early 80s. Since then, we've really expanded on that. Uh, today, we have evolved that to over a thousand families every single month, which is made up of like uh, almost 4,000 people from across North Central Mass coming to us every single month for food. Um, It's great that we're here as a resource, but it's unfortunate that that many people in our community, our neighbors, our friends are really in need. But I think we have a unique model to do it, so it takes away some of that stigma as well. And one of the interesting things I think too, if you look at it numbers wise, so you, I know you said it's all of North Central Mass, but just to kind of give per, people some perspective, Fitchburg and Lemonster each have a population of about 40,000. So it's almost about like saying 10% of the population of either city that's how many folks benefit from this food pantry every month. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it, looking at those numbers of Fitchburg and Lemonster, nearly 50% of the clients that we serve come from Lemonster, and then another 30% come from Fitchburg. So almost all of the clients that we're serving, or and definitely the majority, are coming from the Twin Cities. Have you seen an increase in the need for food and food insecurity in the last few years? Yeah, absolutely. So as as you can probably imagine, the COVID pandemic really uh, set a lot of people back. People who have had jobs for, for decades found themselves in a position where now they, they were the ones coming to the food pantry. You know, they were supporting us before and then were asking for help. Um, and that's one of the great things about what we do here is you can come to us one day and turn around and be the donor the next day. Um, but definitely since the pandemic, we've seen a large increase. And and I thought kind of as we moved out of the pandemic, things would get better. What we found is that is definitely not the case. I think with inflation, the price of groceries today, um, you can't get out of a grocery store with a full cart of groceries and not spend a couple hundred dollars. A couple hundred for sure. Now, you know, you, you, you buy a couple of items and you spend a hundred dollars. Um, so it's, it's really made it difficult for people to make ends meet. Um, but thankfully, we're here as a resource to help them out. 
Now, do, as that demand continues, do you find that the stigma around food insecurity has also changed? I know before it was one of those things where if someone was in need, they might not have talked about it. But now I think you are hearing a little bit more about people saying, hey, I've been in that position and hey, I needed help. Yeah, because your slogan is a hand up, not a hand out. Yeah, I think um, I think the stigma has really started to decrease. I think there is still a personal guilt that people will always carry um, with them, you know, especially we, we see it a lot with older folks, right, who have maybe had a steady income their whole life and now have kind of made that switch into retirement and find themselves on a fixed income now. And, and getting them to come in is really difficult, um, you know. I think our model where we have the thrift store that you can shop in or and the food pantry makes it a little bit easier because if you park outside of our store, nobody knows what you're coming in here for. You could be coming in here to shop. You could be coming in here to make a donation. And that makes it a little bit easier for people who are really in need to come in and get the help that they need. Well, I think it's important, too, that people maintain a sense of dignity uh, when they are in need. And as Kat mentioned, your slogan, a hand up, not a handout. Can you talk a little bit about how that plays into the operations here and what you and your volunteers do? Yeah, absolutely. So that that's a slogan that we've had for a, a long time and something that we find uh, really important to the work that we're doing. It's really meant to to kind of put into words what I was talking about earlier about how, you know, one day you could be the person coming up to us to get that hand up. But the next day you could be coming in to volunteer. You could be coming in um, to make a donation. And all of that stuff is is really, you know, we're, we're here to be an emergency resource when somebody finds themselves on hard times. But we want to make sure that we're also helping them elevate themselves to the next level. And that's a lot of the work that we do uh, to, to kind of move their life from just surviving and getting by to thriving. You know, there's a huge difference in, you know, in the, your business model is, is very unique. You were mentioning it earlier is that this is also a store. You can come in and you can shop. You can make a donation. So it's not necessarily just a food pantry. So, and that leads me to the idea that I know there's other services that are offered as well. Can you talk a little bit about what you do offer more than just the food pantry? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the food pantry is kind of the, the basis of what we provide and the most important thing that we do. Um, but because of uh, just being that emergency resource and having the trust in the community, we've really tried to expand upon just providing that you know, food pantry service. Um, so yeah, we, one of the next biggest things we do and kind of where we found the next biggest need is around emergency shelter. People who find themselves, you know, whether it's in an eviction situation or, or just homeless for whatever reason, we're able to provide a bridge between, you know, finding a new home and, and losing their, uh, their last home, unfortunately. And, and, you know, in current times that, that has definitely increased. Can you speak a little bit about the partnerships that you have with other social service providers? Because when you talk about food, hunger, and, and shelter, you know, it's something that there are other organizations out there that I'm sure kind of help in the, in the mix of social services. Can you talk about those partnerships that you have here locally and what it's like when someone comes to you and needs um, help? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, we and 
every social service in our agents or in our region could not do the work that we do without the partnerships that we have. We work so incredibly closely with the Spanish American Center, Catholic Charities, um, the Salvation Army in Fitchburg, but also things that are a little further upstream, like growing places that help us connect people to fresh produce in the region. Um, and, and we find them so important because Sometimes people come to us and it's not something that we provide. I know Kat was just talking about all of the the different things that we provide, but sometimes we don't have the resources to really find somebody like a long-term housing placement. Um, But because of those connections, we can point them in the right direction. And to me, that's the most important thing that we do, because if somebody comes to us and asks us for help, that really means that they trust us. And if we just tell them we don't do that and we don't know who to send you to, that trust is gone forever. And, and that trust, I think, goes back to what you were saying about that hand up and not hand out. You really are building relationships with these folks. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it that really helps to just drive our mission even further because, you know, they know they can trust us to come back and get whatever the help they need or be pointed in the right direction. And that builds for longer term trust of once they find themselves on better footing, if they want to make a donation, they're going to come to us because they trust that it's going to go in the right direction. And do you find that that's often the case, that people that once were recipients of your service become the donors down the road? Absolutely. So I started in the role of executive executive director two years ago now. Before that, I was a staff person here and did a variety of different things. Uh, But I can't tell you the number of stories I've heard from people who say, you know, 20 years ago, Ginny helped me with X. And and now I'm back making this donation because of that help and, and because you guys have continued the work that she started. You know, having that kind of stronghold in the community is really important. And to be an organization that provides so many different services for folks in this community and the broader communities in our North Central region. Um, I, 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 I love the fact that you're celebrating your 45th year. And we're definitely going to talk about what's coming up with that. But there are some other fundraisers because there are different ways that people can actually help. You can volunteer, and I'd like to talk about that later as well um, and how to do that. But you have some really great programming that is coming up and some fundraisers, um, one of which is so out, which I'm so glad I got a ticket before it sold out. Um, But can you talk about the fundraisers and why that's important and it's a great way for the community to give back and how they can find that information? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the one of the things I'll plug first is we are always looking for food donation, food and clothing. So I mentioned our thrift store earlier. The way that works is we take in lightly used clothing and household linens from the community and sell them at really low prices. Every single dollar that raises goes back into the community to helping people in need. In addition to that, though, we're always looking for food donations. As I mentioned earlier, the need has just skyrocketed through the roof, which has made it increasingly more difficult to keep our shelves stocked. So anybody who is looking for a place to donate food, we are always happy to take it. Um, In addition to that, some of the other cool fundraisers we're running, we're running our Super Bowl squares of support right now. Um, They're always, you know, yeah. It impresses me so just how many people want to get involved in that and you know how many squares people will buy. It, it blows my mind every single year. I'm, it looks like I'm going to be creating new boards up until Super Bowl Sunday. That's awesome. Which is it's great. It's a, a, a huge fundraiser for us um, and, and really just I, – I'm so appreciative of all of the support um, that we get from the community. And then uh, just generally, we're always accepting donations online. You can easily make them on our website. You can send a check to our, our address that you mentioned earlier, Kat. Just anything really helps 
us give back to the community. And I know there's always a lot of discussion about food insecurity when you look at Thanksgiving and the holiday season, which just passed. Mm -hmm. How important, though, is it that people pay attention to this all year long and not just during the November, December period? It's funny. When you come into our back hall where we where we keep all of our back stock during the holiday season, you'd think the floor was going to collapse underneath with how much food comes in. After that, though, it's like the well shuts off. Um, we get so many, so many donations during the holidays, and then, you know, once January hits, it's like people kind of forget. Um, but it's really, really important that people remember that food insecurity happens 12 months a year, 365 days a year, and we're always in need of donations to continue to provide people with the support that they're looking for. We're going to step aside for a quick moment here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast here at Ginny's Helping Hands and Food Pantry in Lemonster. Do you have the right high-quality employees to successfully compete and grow your business? Franklin Professional Associates' team of recruiters in Lemonster is here to help you hire the best so you can be your best. Visit franklinprofessionals.com today. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Kahn and Cat Deals. We continue our On the Road series. We're over at Ginny's Helping Hands and Food Pantry at 52 Mechanic Street in Lemonster with Brandon Robbins and the staff of volunteers who are currently unloading uh, the most recent set of donations. You know, everybody who's listening right now can hear the hustle and bustle behind us, which is we because we are in the food pantry mm-hmm. and um, we are by the um, stacks of shelves and there is a crew working very carefully around us, which thank you very much. And we're totally in their way, but um, you have so many folks here helping right now. Mm-hmm. How many people are working and how many people are volunteering and helping with Jenny's? Yeah. So we could not do what we do without our volunteers. Our volunteers are absolutely amazing. Our staff is absolutely amazing. We do all of what we do though, with a very small staff. We have four paid staff people. That doesn't include me. I make the fifth, Um, but I take care of all of the administrative stuff. They take care of the day-to-day operations. We really get it done because we have an incredible core of volunteers. We have what we call core volunteers. So those are the people who come in regularly every single week. We have some volunteers uh, who have been coming in since Ginny started the organization in the 70s. Uh, Sue and Jim McHale, uh, who are are just incredible people, have been coming in and volunteering with the organization since Ginny started it. Um, and, and, And since then, we've picked up a lot of other amazing volunteers who dedicate time out of their schedule schedule every single week and and to me that means so much like they're giving up time that they could easily be doing spending time with their family you know working a part-time job if they're retired but they've chosen to give it to here and give it back to the community and and that really means so much because we couldn't do what we do without them now brandon you mentioned that you've been executive director for about two years now uh before that you were a staff member and you and yourself were a volunteer uh back in the day what first drew you to Ginny's and what's kept you here? Yeah, absolutely. I think what first drew me to Ginny's was getting involved with the community. I feel like Lemonster has given me uh, as a person so much and has helped me become the person that I am. Um, so I wanted to give back. And at the time, uh, Sue Shalafu Zephyr was the executive director and encouraged me to get involved as a volunteer. Since then, I stepped into a, a staff person role and really found a love for, for the work we were doing here. It actually encouraged me to get my master's degree in nonprofit management. Um, 
I would have never thought that was something I was going to do. I, I, you know, going through high school, I probably couldn't have even told you what a nonprofit was, <laughs> never mind, uh, thinking that I would be the executive director of one one day. Um, and, 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 you know, that difference that we're making right here in North Central Mass, like a, a, a part of the, you know, the Commonwealth that has given me so much just is, is why I continue to do the work here. You know, there's a lot of great things happening in North Central Mass, but there's a lot of things that continue to need to improve. And I think Ginny's is doing a small part in that. And this is not your only role that you are in service of. Your path and career are so much as in service. Everything that you that you do and everything that I've read about you and everything I've learned about you over the last few years has all been in work of service. Can you talk a little bit about your other current role that you're ca- you have? Yeah, absolutely. So in addition to this, uh, I am an at-large city councilor in Lemonster, another role that I never imagined <laughs> I would be in. I, I tell people all the time that like politics was not something we talked about in my house. My dad worked for the city of Lemonster at, at the water department for 42 years of his life. Wow. Uh, my mom is a small business owner and it's just not something that we ever talked about. But I remember when I was a kid, we went down, my dad and I, to the city council chambers in Lemonster and I thought it was the coolest thing. I remember sitting at Jimmy Lanciani's seat and him showing me how to use the microphone. It's, the, it's just something that has remained with me throughout my entire Entire, you know, uh, life uh, up until this point. And at that at that time, I thought maybe I could do this someday. And um, lo and behold, here I am now serving in that exact seat. And, you know, again, Lemonster provided me with so much. The Lemonster public school system where I served on the school committee for the prior four years to, to being a city councilor. It's just really given me so much. And I want to make sure that the next generation of Lemonster residents, but also students, has not just what I had, but even more opportunities. And for you, having served on the school committee, now the city council, and at the same time being a volunteer at Ginny's, how have those lenses helped you on the city council having the Ginny's perspective and vice versa? Yeah, I think it provides me with a really important perspective. Uh, You know, all of us on the school committee, all of us on the city council come with one perspective, and that's the one that we were born with, you know. As a straight white guy, I understand that's the perspective that I carry with me. But working here at Ginny's has helped me expand that lens a little bit more than I think just working in the, the you know, uh, you know, a private sector job might have because I, you know, I'm on the front lines every single day with people who are really facing a variety of different challenges right here in the community that I'm also elected to serve. Um, So I am able to go to the table with those different perspectives and hopefully my goal is to represent all of them as best that I can and, and to give people who really don't have time to be a voice for themselves a real voice and and that's what I hope I'm doing in this role. So 45 years we've been uh, being granted the the service of Ginny's. Can you talk about what you're planning to do to celebrate such a monumental occasion and also how um, people could possibly get involved or how they can help Ginny's out with those celebrations? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as we've talked about Ginny's is always incredibly busy, but one of the goals has always been to start up 
or reignite an annual fundraiser, something that really brings the community together behind the mission of providing a hand up. Um, so we thought, what better time of year to do that than our 45th anniversary? Um, so we launched our first annual murder mystery dinner, which I'm hoping is gonna be a lot of fun. Unfortunately, at this point, as you mentioned earlier, Kat, all of the tickets are sold out. I Not a bad problem. That's a fantastic <laughs> problem I mean, to a have. It's a fantastic yeah. problem, but I, I wish I had more tickets to sell. Um, people, I, I was nervous that we wouldn't get 100 people in the room. We got over. We got 250 people Yay! in the room, which is just incredible. But there are still ways to support it as well. So um, we have uh, an online auction going now. Anybody in the community can participate in that. It's linked on our Facebook page and our website. And, and we're continuing to look for sponsors for this event. Um, you know, every dollar that we raise from that, like I mentioned earlier, is going to go back into the work that we've been talking about, providing people with food, providing people with emergency shelter, providing people with clothing all essential needs but I think what better way to to celebrate 45 years in this community than bringing over 250 people together to celebrate that work I agree it's a great way to celebrate it and at 45 years is huge to have a business model that has lived that long in the same community almost in the exact same space that's that really says a lot to the work that you're doing and as, as we're sitting here and moving and, and everybody's moving around us, can you talk a little bit about how the food pantry works and how people can access it that might be listening? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the most important things that people know is it's really easy and there is there should be no stigma associated with it. We've moved to a model where everything is self-reported. So if you come into us, um, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. You don't need to tell us anything if you don't want to, and we're not going to ask you to bring anything with you. You don't need a driver's license. You don't need um, a piece of mail. You don't need income verification. We've kind of accepted the fact that if you're coming to us and asking for help, it means you really need it. People aren't asking for help if they don't need the help. Mm -hmm. um, when people come in, we're able to offer a variety of, of foods to them because of these amazing partnerships that we have. Most of the food that you see on the shelves in this room is from the Worcester County Food Bank, huge supporter of us. I would say 90% of our food comes from them. Additionally to, to what we consider the dry bag that everybody gets, we are also able to provide uh, meats, dairy, eggs, cheese, cold cuts, all of that kind of stuff because of our local partnerships. So we have partnerships with both of the Hannafords and Lemonster, BJ's, Target, Shaw's in Hudson, and Shaw's in Shrewsbury. So we pick up from them multiple times a week, bring the food back here, and that's where that fresh stuff comes from, produce, meats, all of that good stuff. You know, so you don't see very many pantries that are able to offer that kind of um, selection and that you're able to offer dairy as well. Yeah, and we, we really try to work with people as well. So if somebody has a gluten allergy or a dairy allergy, we really try to work with people because the other thing is it's no good giving people food that they're not going to eat. It, it, it does them no good. It does us no good, right? Like if, if you're not going to eat the can of peas that's, that's sitting next to you, Kat, then why give it to them? You know, we really try to work with people to provide them with foods they're actually going to use because if we give them to them and they're not going to use them, it's just going to end up in the trash and somebody else could have used it. Absolutely. 
So while we're talking about the food pantry, uh, can we talk a little bit more about the clothing side of the operation? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, I think, what leads us to the uniqueness of our model. So the way mm -hmm. it works is we take in donations from the community. People bring in lightly used clothes, a lot of the time new clothes with tags on them. We go through every single item, make sure it's not ripped, stained, torn. Um, so that way people who are purchasing them at these low prices are getting a good item. Additionally to that though, it gives us the ability to run a clothing pantry. So people in need get a referral from an outside organization saying, hey, so-and-so is in need of clothes. Can you provide them with some clothes? And we do. Um, and that's why, again, it's really important that we go through every item because we, Travis, you talked about it earlier. We want to give people that sense of dignity and it yeah. does us no good if we give them a stained shirt, you know, that looks like it's gone through the ringer. That, you know, there's no dignity with that. No. So it, the, the thrift store really gives us a, a variety of different ways of helping people, you know, from the dollars people are spending going right back into the community to people being able to walk out with some brand new clothes that they, you know, because they've been in a fire or because they've had to leave a bad situation, they now have. Yeah, you never know when you're going to be the person who is in need. So if you have the ability to help, you should help. And Brandon, can you tell everybody uh, who's listening how they can get in touch with Ginny's Helping Hand, how they can become a volunteer, and uh, when should they drop off items? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let me start with the when they should stop, yeah. <laughs> drop off items first, because I think this is the one we struggle with the most. Uh, we really ask that items only be dropped off when we're open. So we're here Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to 4. Nothing is more disappointing than when I pull up to the door on a Tuesday morning at 8.30, and there's food that's sat out there over the weekend in the snow because we just can't use it anymore. Right. It's all been ruined. You know, a box of cereal in the snow is now just soggy cereal that I'm going to have to throw away. So please, if you're dropping off donations, do it when we're open. I know our hours can be tough for some people, but with week hours and weekend hours, we really hope it accommodates most people who are looking to donate. Any information that you're looking for, our website is a great resource, Ginny'sHelpingHand.org. You can always call us. Our number is 978-537-1387. And just follow our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, we, we have a monthly newsletter that I put out. All of those things, I really try to... Uh, you know, culminate on all of those kind of platforms to make sure that everybody in the community knows about the great things going on here and ways they can get involved too. Brandon Robbins, the executive director of Ginny's Helping Hand and Food Pantry at 52 Mechanic Street in downtown Lemonster. Brandon, thank you so much for your time and thank you for all that you do for the community. Thank you both for coming and highlighting the work we're doing here. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll be back with another brand new episode next week. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.